0: Katjana, what's your professional opinion on the effectiveness of this action? Oh,
1: I really feel
0: like it's a coin
1: toss, right? Because we can never fully um, calculate how people, especially children, are going to walk away from certain situations, right? Um, I think that on the one hand, it's possible that cause and effect will cause the child to realize that uh, this was not acceptable behavior, right? Um, But at the same time, there could be underlying messages the child could take on, like, for example, that the sense of security that comes from the home, the sense of security that comes from the family attachment could potentially be shaken, right? If um, this was something that 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 took place so i would say it really is a coin toss um while i'm all up for children understanding the consequences for certain actions um i think that it's it's it can have the potential to be quite damaging if the child picks up the wrong message
0: yeah because we talked about this last week i mean about punishment and consequences and everything so Mm -hmm. you, you feel that this was beyond what was right uh, right.
1: I think you know. I mean, it's not something that I think a lot of a lot of Asian kids find surprising, right? I think we've all kind of had. Uh, no, because exactly because yeah. I grew up
0: is like, hey, uh, like, uh, you don't behave, out mm. you go, right? That's yes. all the threat, yes. right?
1: Yes, that's always something that I think we've just all grown up around. Um, But I think that the more that I'm in this profession, the more I've realized that, you know, it it doesn't necessarily have the desired effect most of the time. You know, I think that parents think that, oh, you know, I teach them this, they're going to learn and they're not going to do it again. But there's always this secondary thing that happens. Um, And we can never fully, like I said, calculate what they're going to take away from it, but just sort of on the surface, what I what I am concerned about as a, as a child psychologist is whether or not there are going to be emotional ramifications of of the incident and of those
0: consequences exactly. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask you: whether it's cause and effect or mm. something more, as you've been talking about. You know, mm. let's talk about what kind of long term impact this mm. kind of action would have on a child. Because even mm. cause and effect has an emotional impact?
1: Of course, of course. So when it comes to something like this, like, you know, the the first half of it, I think is the message that we're communicating, right? Um, First off, that it's something that, clearly was done very impulsively. It wasn't a rule or a message that had been communicated beforehand uh, in terms of this is the consequences. Should you do a certain thing? Um, It was something that was very impulsively decided upon in the moment. Um, So the child had no means to necessarily Um, regulate himself or herself in that situation um, to kind of know whether this is something that they want to do. Because remember, consequences are all about a teaching moment, right? Um, And in this moment, the child was not given the opportunity to use it as a teaching moment because the consequences were very abrupt and very suddenly uh, doled out, which could communicate to the child that in similar situations where I too am unhappy, I am allowed to be impulsive. I am allowed to be... um, to be angry, I'm allowed to lash be, out, right? You know, lash out, you know, take my aggression out, do that kind of thing. Even though that was not necessarily the intention of the parent, but that was probably, that could be the message that is being received. Mm-hmm. The secondary thing, or the, the second thing, is the fact that, you know, children, especially at that age, um, are still growing, If you know, they're still emotionally developing, right? Um, and so something that I find which is very, very, important is the sense of security that they get from the bond with their parents and the security that comes from the home. Um, And when those concepts are shaken, when kids are being chucked out of the house or when kids are being told that they don't belong here anymore or anything kind of of that nature, it does kind of mess with that sense of bonding Right. Um, And that can have a a long term effect in terms of how their sense of security or their sense of anxiety over the relationships that they have over the security that they should sort of know is their birthright. They know that it's sort of a given um, can kind of come up from that. Right. So I've got, um, you know, even in in my clinic, I've got cases where it's happened to my clients um, and then I hear things like, parents waking up and finding their kids curled up on the edge of the bed because they're worried that they're going to get chucked out in the middle of the night or that their parents are no longer going to be there. And these are kids who are five, six, seven years old. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that sense of attachment, you know, and, and we go into attachment theory, like, you know, we, what we want for our children is to have a secure attachment with their parents, with the people around them. So they don't feel the sense that they're going to be abandoned all the time. Right. Um, but what I've seen with kids who um, get parented this way is the sense of abandonment anxiety being very prominent from a young age. And so they find the need to cling even more um, and compensate. So that could be a, a thing that comes
0: up. Because in their and, head, it's like, you got to earn your keep. You don't really live here. We let you live here. But it's like, yeah, no, for a mm-hmm. kid, it's like, this is, wasn't it supposed to be my home? Right. Yeah, because yeah.
1: that's because that's the thing. Like your parents and your home are supposed to be something that's a given. And that's something that I communicate to parents all the time. Having that sense of security is a birthright right because the child did not ask to come into this world you as parents brought them here yeah. and so that is a birthright for them to feel loved for them to be cared for yes mm-hmm. of course we want them to be grateful for all the privileges that you give them but the love and the security is something that they shouldn't have to fight for they shouldn't have to earn yeah. right because it's it's a birthright and so I think that a lot of parents um, when they do this sort of thing I mean I, I can appreciate that they think that yes I'm trying to teach my child that this is not acceptable and something that you have grown to love, I am going to withhold. But there is a backlash that I think Mm. we don't think about, right? Mm.
0: You know, talking about messages, what kind of message are we sending our kids when we photograph them either misbehaving or whilst being disciplined?
1: Mm. This is something that I think has been discussed a lot because I've seen in the last couple of years that parents use um, social media as a way to and I don't know whether you, you you saw I think about a couple of years ago there was a story about a dad who found out that um, his son was bullying another child and mm-hmm. he made the son walk to school in the winter snow in the US and video oh yeah and, yeah, and yeah right drove yeah. behind him right yeah. um and so I think that <clears throat> this whole thing is is also about public shaming. Right. So um, I think that a lot of kids don't don't respond to that very well, because, again, you're teaching your child what is acceptable. You're teaching your child that you can exploit them at their lowest, um, if that's if that's maybe too strong a word. But um, but yeah, so I, I feel that a lot of the time. We just don't think about what's, what message we're, we're sending, right um, and what the kids might be receiving. Um, and so, so yeah, so I always tell parents be really mindful when you're when you're <clears throat> trying to decide upon consequences because we're supposed to teach our
0: child not shame them. Yeah, because it's interesting because, you know, we've all had, you know, some of those awkward photographs and I'm not even talking indecent, but awkward photographs Mm -hmm. we wouldn't necessarily want shared. And, you know, when we come back on them or or, or find them again or come across them or someone shares them on social media, there is that sort of kind of cringy, shameful thing. Mm -hmm. um, And that's us as adults participating. Right. So I can imagine Mm -hmm. for a child, that's just Mm -hmm. a reminder of something shameful that makes them feel bad.
1: So one of the things that I also read, um, which another psychologist had, had talked about, was about consent, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that kids don't get when parents post their photos, right? Is the fact that they're not being, they're not consenting to the photos that are being shared. Um, and parents don't think to ask because it's my child. But ultimately, like you said, like if they are photos that are not, pleasant right and they're on the internet which as we all know is forever Mm -hmm. um uh, is the child going to feel like i was robbed of the opportunity to consent to this right and it's the same with like parents who put up like you know baby nude photos of their kid which they think is so cute but you know we need to teach our children about we're talking so much lately about like bodily autonomy and things like that and and so i think that um you know uh, I feel like it's very tricky, um, especially because I really do believe that kids should be able to consent to whether um, even for me, like if I were to post the child's artwork or even just something that the child had created, um, I would often ask if it's okay because you want we want our children to be able to feel in control over things like that. So, yeah, it is it is it is really tricky when parents do that.
0: Let's talk about some of the responses. Many came out in support of the tough love concept, stating Mm -hmm. that they had the same or even worse in their Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Why is this a problem? How
1: do I say this without offending people? Um, I think that it is not exactly a surprise or anything new to know that you know growing up asian this is this is normal mm-hmm. but i think that what i want to draw attention to is the fact that you know and a lot of people say to me like oh i turned out okay like i didn't you exactly. know i didn't take mm. away but then my question is if you turned out okay why was this the first response that you came to when you wanted to teach your child about something bad mm. right that goes to show that it sticks right? It's the first thing that our brain thinks about when we are going through a similarly painful experience, monkey see, monkey do, right? So mm. I feel like what it is, what it's doing is that it's perpetuating the cycle, right? And we're not, and I, I, I struggle to see other than teaching a child that they've done something wrong, they're not, I, I struggle to see how we are teaching a generation how to be constructive, right? It's not enough to teach people that they've done something wrong. They need to know how to fix it. They need to know how to make sure they don't do it again, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I feel that corporal punishment doesn't do that or any type of harsh punishment doesn't do that. And so when we say that, oh, it's what we, were, what we did before... <clears throat> Sorry, we're just perpetuating the cycle. We're just repeating it over and over again for our children and their children and their children. Um, what we need to do is to have someone say, "Okay, this was wrong. This is not acceptable. But this is how you do it different." You know, and I think that that's kind of the thing. I think we've been raised in um, it's, it's very common in our culture to kind of go the harsh route. And and yeah, I'm sure that it was effective to some extent. But I I caution, or I'm not saying caution, but I I question the fact that it still continues without uh, with it kind of being like the first thing that people think to do Mm. mm, kind of makes me question how over it we really are, Mm. you know?
0: Well, let's talk about the right way to show tough love then when it comes to misbehavior.
1: Mm. Well, I think that when I think of tough love, I think of being consistent, right? I Mm. think that um, being unnegotiable, Right. When it comes to my rules, I see that as being tough love. Um, I don't feel the need to sugarcoat, right? I see that as being tough love. When I think of tough love, I don't think about being harsh necessarily. Because I, I, I think that for me it's more just, yeah, my focus is on the messaging. Right. Um, and so if you want to practice a little bit more firm parenting with your child, do so. But 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 do so in terms of how consistent you are with the rules, right? Do so with con- how consistent you are with consequences if, if they do. Break them. Um, Not kind of trying to necessarily, um, you know, uh, sugarcoat things for your child or coddle your child. Um, Some parents feel that they don't want their child to even have input on the rules. It's my way or the highway. If you feel like you need to do that or want to do that, go ahead. But I feel that the harsh punishment style uh, doesn't really teach our kids anything other than the fact they've done something wrong, in my opinion.
0: So I guess what remains to ask is, you know, uh, you mentioned this earlier, sort of if in the heat of the moment, Mm. we've reacted badly or even extremely to Mm. our children or their misbehavior, Mm. can we and how do we undo that damage? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we've, I've, I've, I've talked about this in others, in other episodes before, but I
1: think, you know, it's so important for parents to recognize if they have made a misstep because we're human right i think that mm-hmm. that's something that i have to repeat i'm not saying that <clears throat> that we all have to be completely unaffected and get it perfect every single time. That's not true. We are going to have bad days where we snap at our kids or we make a wrong move. but the minute that we realize that it's not something that we want to continue or that we wouldn't appreciate or that would hurt us if we had if we had um, been dealt with it, go back and own up to it right So sit your child down and say look earlier I was very upset over what you had done or what you had said or what would have transpired right? But that being said, I should have never done, I should have never reacted that way, right? And I'm sorry, and I apologize for that, right? That's not how I should have conducted myself, and that's not how I want you to conduct yourself. So now that I've, you know, and and so the, the thing that's important is that, you know, now that I've realized that it's something that I don't want to do I still need you to understand that it's not something that was acceptable right and so you can still parent it that way right I need parents to not be allergic to saying sorry to their kids if they've made a mistake Um, because that's something that I feel a lot of parents don't do and they feel that it somehow diminishes the respect that children have for them and that's really not true you're teaching your children how to own up to their mistakes it's funny how parents nowadays don't do it but then they expect their kids to suddenly naturally know how to do you know your kid learns from you and if you've made a misstep and i said we're human we will do it right i've had days where i've snapped at people and i'm a therapist i'm supposed to be trained in the art of zen and yet there have been days where i've snapped at people um Mm -hmm. and you need to be able to embrace that and if Mm -hmm. you and and tell your child look i i you know i'm not happy with you but I shouldn't have done that. Right. But that being said, you still need to be able to earn, you know, own up to what you did. Right. You need to be able to show that to your child. So, yeah.
0: Does it bring about any more sort of understanding about, um, how do I ask this next question? Does it pay to actually have a conversation with your child, perhaps that they're older, about the fact that that was how you were parented, and mm. you 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 don't want to parent that way, and that it was?
1: Well, I think that it's it's. I think that it again could go one of two ways, right? Um, on the one hand, yes, it does give your child insight, right? Um, but at the same time, it's not something that the child can really fix. Right. Because, I mean, yes, it's something that you're trying to fix, which is great, but it's not something that they can necessarily fix. Um, And so you you are kind of introducing an element of helplessness into their lives. Right. That like, oh, my parent is this way because of how they were raised and I can't do anything about it. You know, um, it could I've seen in a couple of cases where uh, the kids ended up becoming resentful of the grandparents because they found out that that was kind of how, where it came from. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's, it can go either way, but I think that, you know, whether or not you choose to explain to your child um, where it's come from, I think just your actions do a lot in showing your child, your child that, look, I don't want to parent this way. Right. Um, I want you to be able to understand where you've made a mistake and why it is a mistake. And one day when you become an adult, you get to decide whether or not this is something that you believe in, right? But as your parent, this is what I believe in and this is what I'm trying to teach you, right? And and that's kind of what I feel we should do because I think that i read this quote the other day. I don't know, I probably mentioned it in the last episode, but I read this quote the other day that made me really kind of teary about how, I think we talked about with Asha about how kids are on loan, right? Mm. And, And I think that, The reality of it is when we don't teach our children where things come from and we just oppress or suppress or repress that whole thing and tell them, no, you're not allowed to think about it, question it, explore it. It's my way or the highway. When they do get to adulthood, they are being inundated and flooded with all of these other concepts and they don't really know how to cope with it, right? Um, you also see people kind of like rebelling when they reach adulthood because they weren't exposed to things growing up. And so I feel that it's so important when parenting to give kids an understanding of why and where things come from so that when they are adults, they can decide for themselves more, in a more educated way um, of what they want to do and what they want to believe in um, versus just um continuing on what they were taught right so i think that that's yeah why i feel it's important to teach those teach our kids those concepts pretty early